dead bodies in the streets, like, uh, and they weren't allowed to bury them, touch them, or anything like that. It was just like, you know, they would just decompose, like, and you know, it was just that sort of thing. And uh, uh, they they would they would go in hiding for a lot of for like a long period of time. Like there'd be a lot of shooting, and they would just be in hiding. Uh, there was like a lot of food insecurity. Yeah. Uh, lack of medical attention. Like, I think my... Well, you know why that happens, right? That's because we put sanctions on a country so exactly. that people get so desperate that they lash out at their government. It's the fucking, like... It, uh, I'm, I'm going to end up getting kicked it's, off of YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza. And today, my guest is Yeltsin Penado, my uh, good buddy of, with the Russian name from Guatemala. How did that happen? Or El Salvador. <laughs> oh, you're, you're El Salvadorian? Yes. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all the same. No, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a lot of, like, uh, Russian sympathy, like, growing up because of the Soviet Union, or is that not related at all? Probably. I was born in 1990, and okay. uh, my parents just really liked it. I, I think they just liked that name. It was in the news a lot because of the collapse of the Soviet Union, and... Yeah. yeah, Boris Yeltsin's an interesting guy to get named after. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, he's pretty interesting. I feel like, I don't know, is there, I mean, there is kind of like socialist. Well, I mean, I, know, I, like, like Central America is really big with that. So yeah. that's why I, I, that's why my brain went that way. But, um, you know. No, like, you're right. I'm... But I've been wrong before. My grandfather's name is Israel, and I don't think we are actually Jewish. But, <laughs> but that's been the myth in our family for a long time, that we were, like, uh, converted. Well, cool, man. So then, um, well, I met you through the Artist Collective, right? Or with the Artist, artist Co-op, right? Because yes. I interviewed some people down there. One of them was your partner. Mm. But we are not sh overshadowing you with their name just yet. Uh <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then you grew up in LA. When, when did you start getting into art? Like, what's your art uh, origin story? Uh, it's kind of weird. I think, uh, you know, to be like a, an artist, like now, uh, that came to me as like in college, really. Um, like growing up, I was pretty creative. Uh, like I played in the dirt a lot. Uh, I made a lot of things. And um, I had this neighbor who, like, my parents would just work all the time, mm -hmm. and uh, I had this neighbor who would um, would take care of us, and she was an artist. Uh, she was, like, a painter, and uh, she would take us out, and, uh, like, me and my brother, and she would teach us, like, piano, and she would take us to, like, book fairs. We went to the opening of the Getty with her, and, like, it was just, like, really lucky experience to, like, live next to someone who, like, you know, yeah, yeah. was like retired and could take care of us and then was also a, like a creative. Yeah. Um, and um, so it sounds like you defaulted into a nanny that like into a Mary Poppins. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, she was from Kansas. <laughs> She'd never seen the ocean before. Uh, wow. Like never seen like, you know, a diverse community like L.A. And she. Yeah, she like one of my fond memories of just being a child was uh, she took us out and we did uh, uh, like observational drawing, like kind of mm -hmm. like plein air painting. And um, that's always just been a hobby ever since. So like, I guess like in high school, I kind of did like creative writing and stuff and I was doodling here and there, but it took me a, a pretty long while. Like there was a big like narrative arc for me to like actually oh yeah you know i got a d in my high school art class by the way exactly <laughs> it was only one semester but i did get a d <laughs> and i think about that sometimes and i'm like wow <laughs> i had no idea uh, <laughs> but uh cool then how do you identify you're mostly like what in medium wise are you painter or i've seen paintings i don't know if that's what you do you like is that your main yeah i mean by by trade, I guess I like you know I went to school for painting, but uh, I've I've mainly settled into like sort of video uh, animation. Like oh, that's okay, that sort of thing. Are you still? Is it like drawing animation, or like are you painting this stuff, or or is it like Maya? Is it you know like is it three D? Yeah, it's like it's, it's a lot of three D stuff, but inspired a lot by like painting and and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of. Uh, like, I, I do a lot of sometimes animation that's just, like, pictures or, like, maybe it's just video put together um, or filmmaking. But, uh, 
Did, but you didn't go to CalArts or anything like that. It's it, not it's not the CalArts School of Animation, which people on Reddit seem to hate, apparently. <laughs> yes, which I've looked into. They they have like layers of like animation, and um, well, also it's like I'm not trying to work for a studio. It's yeah, like yeah. I, you know, um, so there's a lot of that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, like mostly like 3D animation, machinima type of work. machinima. What's that? Uh, machinima is like. Uh, it's uh, like if you think of like a I don't know an example to hang on to probably is like uh, like red versus blue, kind of like uh, someone using a video game uh, to damn bro that's to, so old red versus blue <laughs> yeah that's what I'm I saying try, I it's tried old. to go back I tried to go back and watch it it's unwatchable but yeah. Yeah, for the time it was actually pretty dope but yeah. I get now I get what you're saying so like it's it, you are. Um, you're not taking the real world. You're like taking other things and editing it into a new context. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like, are you using specific tools like Maya and that kind of thing? Uh. Or like, what? What do you? I, I do like. Uh, I start out with like a lot of like uh, a lot of Blender, a lot of uh, Unreal Engine. Blender's that free one, right? Yes. That's so yeah. crazy. There's like a whole new because I, I see that on YouTube popping up all the time. And like so, it's basically like a ZBrush Maya type uh, thing. Yeah, it's just that you can sculpt, you can edit videos, you can animate, uh, and do AI stuff, I guess. And I don't know whatever people make for it. What makes you use um, what's it called? The other one that you said the the one that other people hate, After Effects. You said After Effects, right? Or no? Mm, no, I've, I've used After Effects. Okay. Um, no. no but... What was the other one you said? uh unreal engine oh okay so you're do, you're working in like video game like uh spaces yeah to to yeah, yeah. what and i haven't seen any of this stuff i've only seen the painting stuff yeah i it's like kind of uh i don't know i feel like last i've been doing it like here and there and then last year i had kind of like a like from october to december ish like i kind of had like a slump when i was like moving it was just really hard to like get into the studio and that sort of thing so recently it's like i'm going all in on just like a film um mm. like feature length or short okay. yeah 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 um it's, it's something i've wanted to do for a while and then it's like i think maybe this is my this might be the the medium to do it mm. um so yeah i think how did i get into that i have no clue i mean you, i mean it is it's it's such an interesting thing that like that's a technology i've talked to a few people that are using it but like for fine art means mm. i mean not that like that's a, a like exclusive to that but i'm just saying because mm -hmm. of the way that i interview people and the type of people i interview a lot of people are just playing with the technology not in the um like you said corporate space or working for a studio space but sort of like uh using the technology to explore new things so it's interesting i mean like that's just a tool that it didn't even exist when i was a kid right exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. especially like a free version of a, a 3d sculpting tool that's like insane yeah so I don't know, is there a lot of, do, do you find, are you consuming work from people that work in that space as like an influence? Sometimes, yeah. I think sometimes it seems like people might be experimenting a lot. They like tinker a lot with like uh, maybe video games or recording. And then of course there's just like YouTube and Twitch and like the people who like play video games and like that's just like what they do for a living or something. Mm -hmm. But um, it, there's a handful of artists that I've been, kind of following where like they make like they use video game engines to make an interactive experience or um or an animation or something like that but like um like gallery like pursuing people that are pursuing gallery careers oh yeah in yeah. that and like people doing the work in that context yes uh, john john raffman is like the probably like a cornerstone of that mm -hmm. um it's like i don't know like philosopher phd sort of dude that like uh, what did he do? I think he he went into a video game called Second Life and just made like a whole film called like I think it was like Kool Aid Man or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's he he's like a Kool Aid Man and he's like uh, it's it's about how people sort of like transcend reality um, and they create these avatars um, and it's kind of like who they really are mm -hmm. um, and and like kind of like sort of this online persona that people take on. Um, and it, this is like early internet. This is like the 2000s sort of yeah, era. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, we've had decades. That's like mid internet. <laughs> it, it's like mid internet. Yeah. yeah. That's I'm, true. Just sorry. I'm so sorry. I was 15 when early internet. 
AOL is early to internet. No, I'm teasing. Um, and so then, like, how do how do what's the interface for people? Like, how do people consume your work? Like, the, your film is it going to be something you watch with goggles? Is it something you can post on YouTube? That kind of thing. Like, because I've talked to people that make like VR experiences, mm-hmm. put on glasses. I've talked to people that m- make work in the spaces, but then their end product is a 2D. So, like, where are you in that? For some, a lot of my projects, it's like here and there. Like something that I've done is kind of like I've maybe developed an image and then I have it uh, like printed on a vinyl banner. And then maybe that's like part of like the installation piece where there's like grommets and it's strung on something like a sign, like an open sign or something like that. So a sculptural, but like with 2D elements on them? Yeah. Okay. Um, that and then just uh, for this one, it's more like... Like for the just feature. Viewing. Yeah, uh, yeah, so it's just going to be like a screen yeah. consumption. Interesting. And like, do you find that there's like, that your professors are equipped to teach you this stuff? <laughs> not that you're in school, but like, the, the, did you, this is, sounds like it's a lot of self-taught stuff. This is not, this doesn't strike me as something that like, you go to college and like, somebody with tenure is going to be like, <laughs> let me tell you, I'm an expert on how to use this in the art context. Right. Um, I think, you know, in college, at least for me, it was like mostly they were teaching you how to kind of like make a body of work or like a narrative, you know, and kind of composition. And But they didn't give you these tools. These are tools you selected? Yeah. Like, so, so then that was your, tra- you said you were trained as a painter? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So then the bulk of your training was in the medium of painting and now you're transitioning into this other space. Yeah. I mean, I took like a filmmaking class and like video, like on my way out of school. And like, it was mostly like, I knew like some people who had recently graduated and they were just like, uh, learn something that you could take into a work environment. You know, that's, and of course that's like the first thing I did when I got a job out of school was like teach video. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was like, uh, I was interested in it a little bit. Like I was interested in sort of 3d modeling. I had sculpture teachers that I kind of talked to and I was, really I was exposed to things like, like animation and those and experimental film and, and those sort of things where it was, um, I was really budding by the time I got out of school with that. What are your main areas of interest? Like, do you have specific things that you, that interest you idea, idea wise, conceptually? Are you like, what, what did you grow up consuming that like maybe influences you now? Yeah, I think a lot of influences is like I spent a lot of time growing up in El Salvador. Like, so I okay, just, so you you did grow up out of Espanol? Uh, see, see. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, you're you're a real one then. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I I just come from a place where it was a lot of uh, first generation Cubans, so oh. <laughs> we all spoke Spanish. Yeah. I guess you know, there's probably by now there's probably generations that don't speak any Spanish. Yeah. No, it's true. It's. Uh, I think the other day there was like a woman that like, you know, was surprised that I was like speaking Spanish to her and, yeah, yeah. and she was just like, don't lose it. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's the abuelitas. How did you end up? Uh, so what, what, what ages were you in El Salvador? Um, San Salvador or where? Uh, like Usulutan, which is kind of like more to the Southern end, I would say. Um, but uh, it's, it, it's not that big of a country anyways. It's like, no, but it's, yeah. it's, had plenty of like <laughs> fighting and stuff. To, no, there there was there's like been like a lot of turmoil there. No, yeah. Um, when was the last war? I I'm not that well versed on Sal- uh, Salvadoran history. Oh, so it's like um, I could describe it as probably like it was. So it was like a big civil war that lasted for decades, probably, and it was like around what? When did it end? Uh, I'm gonna say like the 90s, or if it ended. Like, yeah, yeah. It's something like that. Um, There's the Susan Micellas book. I think she might also have gone to Salvador, but she goes to Nicaragua and she shoots all the civil war there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some really nice photographs. Probably some of the, the, the stuff that she's done that I like the best. But it's interesting. I mean, like all of that. It's so funny growing up. You, you especially like as a Cuban, I, I grew up with all these ideas of like, uh, Latin American dictators and stuff <laughs> being yeah. socialists. I'm like, there's one, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and he's dead. Everybody, else, like, anytime you have like a coup, it's all usually a U.S. backed, like, exactly right wing coup. Like, they don't want leftists down there. So it's really interesting yeah. how, like, you know, like, um, the Woody Allen movie. What's it called? Banana Republic. I need to watch that again. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> but it's That's like true. based on this like, on this very narrow concept of like um so all right so what's do you what's the what's the what are the two sides do you know in in sense in el salvador uh the i mean there's like a socialist side and then there's obviously like a western side it seems like it's like a proxy war maybe just mm-hmm. like you know like anything else where it's like there's a lot of funding going to different places and you know uh only one can survive um but there's flmn i think is the Fuck my life. <laughs> yeah right i don't know it's like the pseudo communist group uh-huh. in the area and there's still like posters and stuff like everywhere um yeah. it's like it hasn't died at all um but i know that um i don't really know much about the sort of western backside but it seems like they may have won or something um, yeah, i mean they tend to yeah we, we, like we have a, all of honduras down there as a staging ground and it's like honduras is kind of becoming an open-air prison i don't want to bum us out that's true uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah but uh um yeah so i mean so el salvador that's where you guys had el mozote that's like the iran contra stuff right mm-hmm. that's like not just any small yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I mean, like it's tied to crack in the U.S. So it's like it is yeah. like a, a part of American history that people just are like, oh no, that happened in in El Salvador. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even today, there's you know the, the Bitcoin, the I don't know whatever the the current president is like arresting people in just droves for having tattoos and stuff. And it's, really, yeah, yeah. It's like, um, That's crazy. Do you? Uh, yeah, man. Like, do, what, how do you guys talk about El Mozote? Is that ever, is that like part of the, I mean, that's a pretty brutal, like for people that don't know, that was like, they were throwing, like it was American funded uh, Contras that were basically raping and killing people, throwing babies up in the air and catching them on uh, bayonets, which is like, mm-hmm. I know it sounds like, I know we hear a lot about like babies in incubators when we get American propaganda, but like that actually happened. <laughs> You know, like it was really, really, really brutal. And uh, who was it? I think I forget. It was some some one of the longtime assholes in American government whose job was to like cover it up. I forget who it was there. I read all this stuff and then it kind of trickles through me. But yeah, man. um, Do you do you like what are your ties to to home? Um, I think it's I mean, I have a lot of. I feel like my aunt, like my, I feel like my parents never really tell me that much, you know, like yeah. they, they came here like in the seventies, like late seventies, like early eighties. Um, but my aunt came here like two thousands or like late nineties. Um, mm-hmm. so, and, and I connected with her a lot and she was like very candid about a lot of this stuff and was, you know, uh, dead bodies in the streets, like, uh, and they weren't allowed to bury them, touch them or anything like that. It was just like, you know, it would just decompose, like, and, you know, it was just that sort of thing, and, uh, uh, they, they would, they would go in hiding for a lot of, for, like, a long period of time, like, there'd be a lot of shooting, and they would just be in hiding, uh, there was, like, a lot of food insecurity, yeah, uh, lack of medical attention, like, I think my... Well, you know why that happens, right? That's because we put sanctions on a country so that people get so desperate that they lash out at their government. It's the fucking, like, it... I'm, I'm gonna end up getting kicked it's, off of YouTube. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but but yeah. uh, but but what's it called? So then, when were you there? So you were born what? What year were you born? Uh, I was born 1990. So and then you were there for for from when to when? Um. Well, I was like I was so I was born here, but I spent like probably uh, I don't know like three or four months a year, maybe even longer. Okay, so you like, were just regularly visiting. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Yeah, that I mean, I I that still like gives you a sense, especially if you go to a place where like you're on the outs. <laughs> like going to Italy for me as a kid is different than you going to South to El Salvador, where like Italy is a NATO country. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. right. <laughs> and El Salvador, you see the helicopters, you know, and you see the 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 war machine stuff. What what was it like? Like what what were kids into when you were going back there? Um, like American culture, it, it felt like just like probably a snapshot in time of just like, you know, farmland, um, no internet, no phones. It's like if you met someone, it would be at a time, at a place, yeah. you know, like things like that. And everything's a lot slower there. Um, and then people wouldn't go out at night. Like it was it's just, just too not, dangerous. not safe. Yeah. What's dangerous over there just 
pandillas like, yeah like traveling in a car or like um i did see people who were had been deported like gangsters and mm -hmm. stuff like that and, and uh, my cousins are just like don't look don't you know don't make any sudden movements anything you know just like that sort of stuff and you would you would see it in every community you know you'd see big like uh, ms tags everywhere and what's um, an ms tag it's like uh like mara salvatrucha which is like the like just this big like gang that started here in la but then like so many were sent to like uh el salvador to kind of like yeah and like deported there and it just continued you know and then it's like a place where it's unregulated to uh to do illegal things you know is it is it the kind of thing where you have like is it it's not narco is it it's, it's is like that it but it's it like but but that's not like i think most of that all that is in mexico now or no it's it, like, in the 90s maybe maybe more so but yeah i think it's like they they participate in like human trafficking because it's like you know it's it's the middle of the road yeah yeah yeah, yeah. human trafficking in, in latin american countries is huge labor trafficking especially exactly yeah not yeah. not just sex trafficking which is awful too, yeah. but labor trafficking is pretty crazy. Um, I forgot. I recently heard about somebody that was like that got that freed themselves because they were held as a blood donor, like <laughs> slave. <What? laughs> like, America's so so uh, so nicely um, protected under the pillows <laughs> pillows of death. Um, so then like, what, what, it, what, what's your take on American culture? Like, where do you feel like you fit in? How do you feel about, like, what do you like about it? What do you reject about it? What do you like, are you caught up in, uh, American politics? Are you not like, yeah. are you like, uh, uh, do you find yourself frustrated with the left over here or are you like, yo, you guys got it. <laughs> hmm, that's a good question. We don't have to talk about specific politicians because that gets a little tedious. But like in, in terms of the left over here, there's no anti-war movement, right? And that like affects us directly, you know? I'm, I would like us to not sanction people. It just feels like our whole attitude towards everybody is like, yeah, we're friends until you do something we don't like. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, what, 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 what part of American culture resonated with you growing up? Like, what do you, were you a skater? Were you what? Yeah. I mean, it's like, eh, we didn't grow up with like a lot of money. So it was kind of like, uh, I, I did like, you know, it's like growing oh, up that's in right. the Culver 90s. city is not, was, has not always been. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, like not, city. um, yeah, like, I don't know. Like skating is like really cool. Like hip hop music, I think is something that like, you know, I really, got into like uh early on and uh video games um cartoons and like that sort of stuff um and of course art is something that is like yeah, kind of like into it but it's like that was more influenced by it do people acknowledge or recognize you as a like a, like i hate to use the word term white passing but i find like in california a lot of people police your the, the degree to which you're white and uh do yes. do you, do people like just tell you that you don't look salvadorian in the most racist <laughs> way possible yeah yeah like <laughs> either most of the time unless i say something or like i don't know uh well you mentioned that people are surprised sometimes yeah, yeah. sometimes people are pretty surprised they're like oh i thought you were just a random dude or something where do like people it. usually think you're from like what russia sometimes if they yeah. if they see my name russia or um i could see it actually yeah, now that you say that yeah. yeah yeah russians not as white as people think they are they're not they're That's not anglo true. that is very true yeah <laughs> uh cool man so then um what is your main hustle out here like what what is your main objective in the art scene are you trying to like get into like gallery representation do you have like a like, how do you frame your hustle? Is it is is your art practice strictly the, for the pleasure of be, having an art practice? Are you trying to get like some level of success, notoriety? Like, where where what are your what are your ambitions in this space? Hmm. I think I don't know. At first, it's like when I was in school, it's like it felt like pipe dream type stuff, where it was just like I would love to, you know, show in a cool gallery or like something like that. But then it's like, um. Then I realized that it's it's kind of like I don't know it's it's kind of like when you when you really want that stuff you make it happen, um, and then there's times where it's kind of like it comes to you when you just do stuff. And I think it's like if I focus on 
like social media and constantly posting like things, then that's like what I'm focusing on rather like than the work itself or something mm-hmm. like that. So um, I think I've taken a step back from those sort of things like social media and then like uh, open calls and that sort of stuff. And mostly just trying to focus on my work at this point where it's kind of like uh, if, if someone sees the significance and really enjoys this stuff, um, it'll, it'll happen. And, and it mm. kind of does, it's, it's naturally kind of like boiled up for some people where they really like this stuff or like it's niche enough for them or. So what do you, are you doing like studio visits or like, what is your, how are you grinding and getting people you, or you, are you just in a making cycle? Um, I'm like in a making cycle, but I got a YouTube, um, and like a lot of, like a lot of followers that just they just watch it. Like, I don't know. What are you posting? Just your Uh, video stuff or? Yeah. A lot of it is just like video stuff and like barely any description or any of that sort of stuff. And it's some of it, people I've watched, some of it, people like are really into like, there's like a lot of some shit just goes dead on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You'll think you're doing well on on YouTube and you've got it and you're like, Oh no, that's not what it was. it's it's weird but um yeah it's like i it's weird because it started out kind of separate it was kind of like oh like i'll play video games and do this like while i'm in college you know and i'll just make videos or whatever and then what year did you graduate uh what year yeah uh 2018 and you went too long ago where'd you go uh otis otis Five years is a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Five years, your, t- your five-year plan is dumb, is up. That's, that's very true. <laughs> I did accomplish everything on that list, though. Oh, then, then you know what my father would say? No, my father wouldn't say it. <laughs> you didn't put enough on that list. That's true. <laughs> uh, that's, that's cool. So then you're mostly in the Otis scene? You mo- those are the, the artists that you kind of work with? Or like, what, what, is your, what is your social scene? Like, you're not doing open calls. Are you like going and networking at shows? I, I'm just curious as, as to how, like, where you fit in, because you and um, you and May are a little bit outside of my uh, circle, so I'm trying to figure out how you guys fit in. Mm-hmm. I know that May does. That May has, May has the um, what's the place that she works at? She works at the uh, print shop. Yeah, Josephine Press mm-hmm. and uh, LMU, and she's teaching at Otis as well. Yeah, um, are you teaching? Do you have a MFA or a BFA? Uh, I have a BFA. BFA. And then uh, from Otis, cool. Yeah, so then 2018, I'm trying to figure out who I know from that from that recently because I know a bunch of people from Otis. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a bad place. I mean, the, the community is pretty tight, like in terms of like people. Uh, how, how do you feel about like alums helping you out and, and stuff like that? Is that uh, something that kind of... I try to be someone that helps out other people in whatever way and collaborating in that sense. I feel like I, I still get invited to a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, you know, a lot of people that I graduated with are having shows or screenings or like concerts at a venue. So it's like, it's interesting kind of seeing everybody evolve and kind of, you know, take on a new practice or, or just evolve on their practice and do that sort of thing. Um, I've mostly stayed, I've stayed close with a handful of people um, and... Uh, and definitely a few professors like you know I'll go to their shows and stuff like that um, no yeah. but what I mean is like is the because I know that in CSUN like it's insanely like the I the the alums are like I, I met everybody that I know that's like a recent grad I met through somebody that is an alum right like Emily Blythe Jones and whatnot mm-hmm. so it's it's just interesting how like because I would say, I mean, Otis is not a small school, but I would say definitely, and uh, CSUN is not, it's a UC anyway, also, right? Like it's uh, mm-hmm. UC Northridge. But I would say that they kind of fall in that like uh, community, like I, it's not like a UCLA or a USC where if someone applies for a show here at UC, from UC, USC, I'm like, hmm, do they really need this show? That's true. <laughs> like, is this yeah. space really for them? Because, you know, I don't know that, I, I, I don't know, I'm kidding, we've had, we, we've had US, USC people here. I'm, I'm throwing uh, shade because they're slowly taking over my neighborhood. Oh, yeah. With the Keck, Medi- the, the Keck Medical Center, like, they're trying to turn it into, like, the, the Disney-fied, uh, you know, like how the, the, the USC campuses, like, it's it's nice. I've I've seen the one downtown here at the Arts. Uh, it's not nice. It's Disneyland. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's like a 
it's simulacra of a campus. I think that like, nice. I don't know I, I, how, how old, it, it must be pretty old, but I just feel like when you go to UCLA, the campus is a little bit like, feels a little bit more like a college campus Yeah, and a little bit oh, less definitely. like Disney. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, now that we've done the college campus tour of, for everybody, do you have a, a, a professional strategy of like how you get, uh, like for anybody listening, you know, you've grew up in LA, so, you know, you've, you've kind of been here long enough. Uh, it takes a while to like really establish a routine. Like what is your avenue forward? You know, what, like, what are you thinking of in terms of your career ambitions? Is it like, say you're done with your cycle. Like, what are you, are you trying to be a gallery guy? You've got the YouTube channel, so that you kind of, you could kind of go either way. And not that you can't do both, but I'm just curious, like, in terms of, of plans, you've been out of school five years. Like, are you, do you have like a new, a new, like, way forward that you're thinking? Hmm. I think or, or, are, or are you, well, no, because some people, like, we haven't talked, do you have a day job that you, are you trying to just, like, balance it out with a day job and facilitate the art practice, or mm -hmm. are you trying to be an exclusive art practice artist that doesn't do anything, <laughs> makes millions of dollars laundering money? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to both? <laughs> no, uh, well, I, I have a day job. Um, I'll start there. I, day job, I 40 hours a week, full-time job. I'm a uh, program manager for a uh, arts nonprofit in okay. Venice. Yeah. What's and, it called? Can we plug it? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rediscover Center. Okay. Um, it, it, some people may have heard of it. I don't know. Um, and what does it do? Uh, we take recycled materials like trash and, I don't know, cardboard, like a bunch of stuff like that, and we turn it into art and other things with either children or adults. We provide like tool training for people that have never done woodworking and it's kind of here and there. Like, but my, uh, my specialty there, like what, what I do is, uh, I, I go into LAUSD schools mm -hmm. and, uh, I bring like maker education. So it's kind of like art and engineering. Um, mm -hmm. So do tools. you do, do you do Arduinos and stuff like that? Raspberry Pis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, like we don't, but like sometimes we do. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but it's in that maker space. Like not, it doesn't necessarily have to have a, a, a integrated circuit involved, but like you're teaching kids this kind of stuff. Is there coding involved ever or no? Uh, it used to be. Like I've been working in STEM for like seven years-ish and I used uh, to teach coding and graphic design and video and all that stuff but uh this is more hands-on like this is real like you know tool use and uh it's also what's cool is it's a non-profit so it's like we're we're in like Willowbrook, Watts, Compton so like we're in like a lot of different like communities like uh in South LA so like mm. we're we're bringing a lot of like really cool stuff to a lot of different kids and um I, I think it's cool. I get to connect with kids and speak Spanish and, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool. Uh, so I, I have a lot of fun doing it. Um, How old are you? I am 32. 32. Turning 33 this year. I started coaching kids when I was your age. I hate him now. Nah. <laughs> there we go. We'll, we'll see in five years now. No, I hate to be a cynic, but okay. So then, but so you said you want, you were like, so then what, what, uh, like, do you have any insights for people on how to like hustle the scene? Anything that people might not know that you are privy to? Yes. Like YouTube, you, so how many, how, you, it sounds like you might even have more followers than me. I'm just new to, new to that game. How, like how, how do you feel like about that? Are you any ambitions to monetize or continue that? Cause you, if you don't have rights issues, if you're making the content yourself, right? It's, yeah, pretty much. It's like, um, there's stuff that I don't release. There's like Vimeo stuff, you know, where it's like you do get like a lot of control over how it gets displayed and where you can post it and who can see it and those sort of things. Um, oh, wait, you, so you are concerned about limiting people? Uh, in the past, like maybe it's like, I want to release this just to like a film committee before this is like just on YouTube for everyone to see oh, yeah, or yeah. something like that or I don't know. Yeah. Or, keep things private, I guess, for however long, or keep things just like, these are art pieces. Like, you know, these are all just art pieces, like in the Vimeo neighborhood or something like that. Instead of uh, like, we're YouTube. It's like, I have kind of like a mix of like, this one's like a tutorial or like, this one's like kind of something different mm -hmm. or, um, but. Have you ever thought of niche niching down into something? In I, 
What, what would it be? Um, like a lot of the machinima stuff is really kind of like a niche. It, I mean, there's like, I don't know, there's layers. I mean, there's like the umbrella of just like you're making videos on a computer and then there's like video game stuff and then there's um, stuff that you're directing at, and, and it's kind of like fake on a video game level. And then there's like just subgenres that go lower, deeper and deeper and deeper. So um well what's interesting is like now that we're speaking of like like niche it's like um i've taken on to uh like or i saw this thing on youtube and it was like it was called um like the five month war like that's just what the video was called and it was like a video game obviously and i was like five months like what what is that um and i saw that this person had basically made their own video game where it's like they are the leader of like a guerrilla group and they are in charge of like the politics. They are in charge of like sending people out to their to their demise. They're in charge of overthrowing towns and governments. And it's like a first person shooter, by the way. So it's mm. like it's even like like more visceral. And but it's not interactive. It's it's staged within the video game, right? It, yeah, it's okay. like staged within the video game. Um, you could bring other people in, um, or you could play alone. So it's like this whole thing. And I was like, how does this take five months though? Like you know, it's like usually. A, typical video game is beat in like eight hours or something. You could sit in one day, but people will do it in stages and then beat it. Um, so I was like, this is cool. And so there's this game called Arma 3. I don't know, I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's, uh, it's, it's a genre of video games that are called military simulation. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, it's not like Call of Duty. It's more like uh, your guy gets tired and then he has to lay down for a little bit or like he gets shot and he dies instantly because that's what happens in the real world. So um, there's people who make, uh, or what, what drew me to this was CNN used footage from that video game and called it real. Oh yeah, I think that was the for the Ukraine stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, the, so there's a lot of like really simulated, like they simulate physics, they simulate like the way the army troops move and stuff like that so i um have been using that software to kind of do like a lot of different like uh like character design um like i've, I've learned how to kind of code within that video game to kind of like learn how to kind of make things appear or disappear um and like it, it it's really interesting to me so in that genre there's people who make films of mm -hmm. like oh like like these are people that are rescuing like and there's no bounds too by the way so it's like there's like marines in afghanistan fighting the taliban like in the afghan national army so what's it's the a, game called again uh arma 3 arma 3 okay and people what's what's really what draws a lot of people to it is that the community makes things for it mm -hmm. so there's no bounds to it so it's like if they want to do like a salvadorian like guerrilla battle like mm. you could do that um and make the environment and make like the characters do whatever you want them to do and even choose just do a reenactment and traumatize people basically yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um and of course there's even like a war crime like addition that you could purchase to this um and i, I find it really interesting as like a like a piece of technology um it's kind of like a it's 10 years old, so it's been like developed like a lot. Um, and it's, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting that it falls within this genre of people that wanna kind of like, they wanna fight in a war, but they're sitting on their couch in their PJs. You know, yeah. like there's like a lot of that sort of like really interesting sort of like dynamic to what people are doing with this like, this game or like these types of technology where they're like, you know, it's like a cathartic experience, but like they are, you know, they, they probably have like a desk job, but then like they go home at night and they're like a warlord. Yeah. Or, like, you know, well, what the what I'm interested in is the m machisma. What is it? Oh, the machinima. Yeah, yeah, machinima. So it's machine cinema. Is that yes. it's a com combination of those two words? What is it about it that is so fascinating to you? Because what I would think is that maybe that, like for example. Uh, Blue vs. Red is not necessarily accessible to anybody that isn't intru into like at least Halo, you right. know. So it's it you're you're just fascinating it like base. I mean, there's an audience for it, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. So so is that 
are you are you interested in bringing non uh, machinima people into the the space and exposing them to it or are you just happy living in uh, the machinima community like like what what because uh, because it, it it sounds it it literally sounds like something that doesn't come up like a rabbit hole that doesn't come up on my YouTube algorithm right. at all. <laughs> so it's it's algorithmic. But like we're talking about niches, so I mean, there's nothing wrong with niching specifically to that. But my I guess my question is, once you start, like, does the community recognize art as a separate entity to like narrative film? Is it does it have subgenres? Because you 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 mentioned layers, right? Yeah. Like how how does that work? Like is there a is are there other artists like you that make art for each other in this space? It's very small. It's there's small. there's yeah. there's like a there's an annual film festival called uh, the Machina Film Festival in Milan. So it's like it's European. So mm. like it's already like not in America. Um, so it's uh, and I feel like. Also, video gaming across the world is different. Like, it's seen as a very serious thing in Europe, where, mm. like, in America, it's, like, associated with lazy people or, like, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so to elevate something that's, like, for lazy people, you know, I, I personally think is, like, no one else is doing it. I mean, some people are, and I do see, and I really resonate with the people who are, and they're using technology mm. Um, cause there's some people that they use technology, but it's like they're, they're coding or like they're doing like something completely separate. So yeah, yeah. I think to, to tell a story with, um, or to create like a narrative with something that's kind of like esoteric, like there's already kind of like some backstory to like, I don't know, like Assassin's Creed or Call of Duty or something like that. But then to, to, to flip the script a little bit and turn it into something a little more meaningful and to add like more depth to things like that, I think, uh, it's that that's my end goal with like a lot of like using that as like a medium to to tell stories um and to compose things because a lot of it too is like i i'll have two computers set up where maybe i'm acting on one of them and uh and maybe like using ai and like a microphone and changing my voice so i can be like multiple actors um or you could theoretically cast a bunch of people to do to join a server and then they all play the parts exactly yeah um, and then, yeah, and then that could be my, my camera guy and that could be like, you know, so. And then the second life, the person that they made the work on second life, that guy's considered an artist, right? That, or oh, that's, yeah. that's not oh, yeah. a subculture. No. Okay. So what he's his someone name who, again? uh, John Rathman. Um, does he make other kind of work that kind that helps bridge the gap between this very niche stuff into, okay. So yeah. what, what, what kind of like, he's, is he conceptual in base in basis yeah. or is it narrative form? Okay. It's all like conceptual. Like some of it is like, he did like a dream journal and it's like a series of work where he, he just animated every dream that he had. And a lot of it is just very like, uh, you should look it up. It's it, some of it's really good. It's like on Ubu and stuff like that. But it's like, um, the second life one is the really popular one, but there's I'm trying to think of a few other artists. There's like someone else who used like Shadow of Colossus. People, for people that don't know, uh, Second Life is Metaverse before the Metaverse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and it's it, still it, way ahead of it. Yeah, <laughs> they have twenty legs. years ago. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I signed up for it when it went, and I was like, okay, this is kind of dull, because yeah. you would just go into these spaces and like people build some random ass shit, and you're like, okay, I mean, it's cool that you met it, like. I don't know. Minecraft is is mind blowing to me, like how people get so into it and all of that. But it does seem like it's. I mean, I'm sure there's a machinima about Minecraft. I, there has to be. Oh, yeah, like yeah. it would be crazy. What about stuff like Roblox and and um and and things like that? Have you ever got thought of making like is it how how does that work? Is that like coding? Because I know that like that's like a really scam heavy i mean i'm trying to get you yes. to run a scam <laughs> yes 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 i've uh i mean well, i know it's different but but like is there it, i don't know i mean i guess this is so out of my realm that i have to connect it to something i know <laughs> no uh i used to teach uh game design and roblox was like the free one that you anyone could use it's 3d um and the language is lua so it's like it's the same language as photoshop so really easy to pick up uh and yeah, I made a lot of projects on Roblox, actually. Um, some of them made me money. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, there's monetization on there and stuff like that. But it's been a while. I should dust off the account before it gets deleted or something. But um, I... Do you feel like it's possible to make art on a platform like Roblox? I know one artist, yeah, from, I think, Cal State Long Beach. I, I follow him, and he 
I think he builds worlds and photographs in them. Okay. Um, so like then that. ultimately the work exists outside of the space. Do you, I think for do, him. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you know of anybody that makes art for the art, like capital A art world that works with the machinima or anything like that without like, pl- like that invites an event, like invites you to join that community, takes you out of the, takes people out of the, like the art gallery space, but puts them into like that. Is that, is there something like that going on? Maybe uh, I'm like 50, 50 on those. Cause like the pandemic, I feel like paved the way for a lot of people to normalize that. And then now you're seeing virtual art galleries with virtual pieces in them and well, NFTs. I, and I, I get what you're saying, yeah. but separate from that, I want to be in the space. Like I want, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about people like me mm-hmm. who have no idea how would we access and get awareness of something like this? Like, you know, uh, without it being a print in a gallery, right. you know, like, wh- I mean, not that you have to have the answer, but there's, th- is there anybody that is like, Hey guys, Hey, art people that don't really know uh, you can sign in here and check this out. Does this stuff like that happens? Or is it just so community driven that very short? I think it's, it's much easier to take a snapshot of it and present it's it to just, someone. Yeah. And, and, um, and even it's kind of like taking an, a work of art out of a studio and putting it in a space to breathe and to look at and to understand. Cause then once it's in the gallery or on a screen or something like that, it's like, then you can begin to remove it from like, oh, this is a video game. Because like once you've told a good story or you've composed it or you've cropped it or like anything like that, it's like you start to forget. Um, so it sounds like what you're what I'm hearing is that you feel like it needs to be put in an art context for it to read as art. It's very difficult to make it art within its own context. Yeah, because there's just so many like there's so many people that appreciate it in a different way, like people that aren't like you know, academically driven, well, but I mean, you know? I'm not so much worried in, 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 in the way people read it, as long as they read it as art, maybe they don't understand the, the, the art, but like, it, does that happen? Do, do like, cause it's crazy. I mean, I do think that people nowadays are at a place where they understand postmodernism, at least on an intuitive sense yeah. that like, they may not know the definition of it, but they know what it means. They like, I think most people have an internal sense of postmodernism and understanding of what that is. So I'm wondering if we could ever get to a place where like that becomes an art space, you know, and it is declared an art space as opposed to having to, cause I mean like that, I mean, that's just kind of the challenge the, and the mental challenge that I've come f- up with myself because it seems like no one's been able to really think of a way of doing it, but it is interesting because I, I know somebody else, um, with the thinking about thinking episode with uh, Renee uh, Forrest, who's from um, uh, Montreal, she does stuff and people are always telling her that they want to be able to explore the space. Mm -hmm. So there is something that is taken away when you put it in the art context, right? Like you can't roam the space or you can't experience the space firsthand. Mm -hmm. Like it's the artist, like there's a gatekeeper element to it that, that, that I think persists when you have to put it in an art space. So the idea, so it's interesting. I wonder, I mean, like the internet is still pretty young. Like, so I, who knows in the future, right? Uh, what, what do you do, like? Could, could there be an NFT tie-in to something like this? Would blockchains be relevant to? Or I mean, I like. I guess you could maybe design an NFT that gets you access to certain shit like that. You know. Right. Yeah. There's one gallery. I think it's. Uh... What's his name? Doctor Wu or something like that. I don't know if you heard of Epoch Gallery. They're from oh, yeah. they're from LA or something. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they just make NFTs and they get 3D artists or real artists and they curate it somehow. Uh, and then it's like an 8K VR experience where it's like you buy it, you get to experience it. Yeah. Um, I am less interested in virtual experiences because I think um, in like in the context of like a lot of the people that I personally know aren't as willing to engage with like putting on like a VR headset or sitting down and doing that sort of thing. And especially if someone was like not even used to something like that. Um, And I feel like a lot of my fans are more like they're into the cathartic experience or like maybe they don't understand like the actual like art side of it, but like Mm -hmm. maybe they're just more into like just you know, it is what it is, or like, oh, this is cool. Like, you're you're doing something that I'm into, or. But you could conceivably 
put make a land party inside this gallery space and we could have just people put them on you know i mean like because i've yeah. been to spaces where you put on headsets right yeah and then uh what if there's like a performance of people that are not in the gallery space but they're broadcasting in here and you get to watch it as an audience i'm just thinking of ideas like because you know i mean i'm always the gallery and overhead is great you know it's always nice to play a landlord <laughs> <laughs> but i do also like i'm interested in all these new technologies and how they might uh subvert the way that we as artists interact and and uh, commune with each other and there's a it sounds like there's a community element so it seems like i mean i would like to uh imagine a sci-fi novel written by somebody like a william gibson like you know to uh, uh what's uh What's the one that he wrote that's based off of the All Tomorrow's Parties? <laughs> oh. uh, that's based off of the uh, the um, Lou Reed song or whatever, The Velvet Underground. But yeah, the idea of these spaces becoming, I, I wonder, like, I think that there's like also an element of when you start doing these things virtually, there's always this surveillance element. So yeah. then there's got to be like a limitation on speech, you know, cause you can't even print a shirt that a company doesn't want, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you, you can't, <laughs> you can't make a shirt that says fuck the police on some of these places. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's hard. I think digital stuff too. It's like, if it's not like a physical object, you know, it's, it's hard to hold on to, uh, in many ways. Yeah. But I think that the idea of like a sensory experience, you know, is, is different than like, you know, a digital photograph and like, you know, I mean, digital doesn't necessarily change the way that we consume movies, you know, I mean, it makes it more convenient, but like the, the actual interface of, of doing that, it's interesting. What, what do you, anything that, that is cool in this space that I haven't, that I don't know about that you might want to share with people? Cause I don't think a lot of people are well-versed in this machinima, uh, unreal engine, a red versus blue. Like, I mean, I haven't really thought of anything like that since red versus blue. Yeah, me neither. Really. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, is it emerging? I don't think so. I think it's, uh, no, I don't. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's niche, but that doesn't make it not art, subject matter or yeah. material. Um, I think it's, it's cool to explore. I think it's like a lot of people play games. It's cool to make them. I yeah. Think that's, that's something that, uh, and it's becoming easier, um, you know, like like Blender being free and, um, you know, a lot of these things just being very cheap and components becoming cheaper and that sort of thing. It's uh, and, and especially in advancements with technology, um, using things like AI to to animate. Um, it, it's it's, you know, a studio, like a whole room full of people is now just like a computer and one person, you know, mm. and, and um, there's a lot of films that are being made that are just you know, two, three people, very small, like, teams. Um, a lot of virtual production stuff, like The Mandalorian uses, like, uh, like camera tracking and big screens that are not green screens. And um, so there's a, there's a lot going on. It's really, like, what's coming in and how is AI kind of, like, mixing into all that stuff? That's, like, one of those things that's kind of, like... Um, uh, by the way, what's your YouTube channel? Plug it so people can see some of this stuff. I'm sorry I forgot. Uh, nah. It's fine. I'll I'll just comment in the YouTube, and then the viewers, they'll, they'll <laughs> you, see it there. You don't want to say it. <laughs> now I want to dig in deeper <laughs> and find out why. <laughs> um, no, it's part of it is uh, I have a lot of, like, alter, like, uh, what's the word? Alter ego or, like, kind of a... Shit that might get, you, it might get you canceled? <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, but it, I have a lot of, like, different aliases. And um, what's funny about this one is uh, it's, it's gotten popular without it being me. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I really like that. Um, I like that it's, it's not me. Um, it's, it's someone else. And I, you know, I can have, like, at first, of course, it was like separate art practice, and I'm just doing this, and you know, this is something I'm doing at night, and then nothing it's like, is separate, my friend. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> then they they blended, and it's kind of like, oh, like I have like this sort of natural following, and I've probably told like five or six people that they kind of know, and they're kind of like, mm, and then some people kind of really understand. They're like, they watch every video and that sort of thing. But um, 
I'll just comment. I'll just, I'll just comment or something like that. You, but you got to plug this show on your huge channel now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. No, no. I'm saying you got to make a video telling, sending people uh, to this show. <laughs> no. Yes, yes, yes. Or you should, uh, you can interview me as a, uh, as a machinima character. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, cool, man. Uh, no, I mean, this is, this is interesting stuff. I'd like, it is such a, a niche thing, but it, I get what the interest is. It, like it, you can, you can scratch the surface of something or you can dig deep into this, like really niche thing where people are very much invested and care a lot about it. And so you're, it's almost like you're walking into a world that already exists for you. And it's like, uh, I can see that being inspiring. Um, I just, I, I mean, so what was it? Uh, the, 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 the name of the game that you're... Oh, Arma? Arma. Yeah. And then, like, are there, are there other ones that are popular like that that have similar followings? Because I know Counter-Strike gets... CSGO um, gets modded yeah. a lot, but uh, is there anything else? Like, are there any other huge uh, places that breed a lot of machinima other than, like... Halo, the original. Yeah, I think uh, nowadays I'm seeing a lot of like there's there's a British artist that's doing like uh, I'm trying to think he, he's doing Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto is the biggest one. Yeah, I've seen right that. Now. That is the stuff that I've seen. Yeah, you like, know where you see people like acting out and whatnot and acting as an M NPCs. <laughs> yeah, they role play. They have a whole full full time job. You know, they go pull people over as a police officer, like check their pockets, and then you know arrest them or something, and then they go home, turn off the computer, and then actually go home. <laughs> then, um, the, 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 that one's really popular. I know I haven't messed around with it too much. Um, people role play a lot. And um, I think what I like about Arma is that like, it's kind of like just the pre like premier military experience. Like that's what's just what it's mar marketed as. It's like, it's literally just like the motto is we send you to war. Um, it, and this is a 20 year old game? It's like 10 years old. I think it was released 2013. No, the Second Life is 20 years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, man, that, how did you stumble upon this shit? You just like, it just, do you have any, what was the video that, like, because sometimes I'll watch like lefty stuff on YouTube and then because like now right wing people are, are, are like pro free speech or anti-war <laughs> YouTube is like, oh, the people that watch this, watch this. And I'm like, I don't want to watch this culture war shit. I just want the economic and, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. anti-imperialism. I don't want to like talk about how bad, you know, I don't care about drag shows. <laughs> it's not on, my, on the top of my thing. So what was like, what else were you into? Was it just like, did you go down a rabbit hole? How do you discover some shit like this that's so niche? Uh, it gets even more niche. It's um, so when I was in school, like college, like 2017, there's this game called Battlegrounds that came out. And okay. it, it's like a a fight to the death, basically. It's like uh, you land with nothing, and then you pick stuff up, and then you fight each other. Um, and it's teams, or you play alone, and then there can only be one at the end. And it's based off of a movie in Japan. It was this film that was... Uh, banned in a lot of countries um because they had children do it instead of like actual like players like the real game so it's, it's basically fortnite but before fortnite okay um so this game came out i got super into it and um i was like you know it was like i was painting and stuff and then i'd go home and play video games and um i got really i cannot relate <laughs> yeah i mean uh so i got super into it um and i started playing with these uh these people from Europe actually, and like a lot, like we're talking like discord, like we would play like a lot, like all the time. And, um, uh, like thousands of hours, like, I'm not even kidding. Like yeah, it, yeah. it became like what I was doing for a really long time. And we, we played a lot and, um, yeah, distinctly like people from Switzerland, Netherlands, uh, the UK. So it's like, I was like, we ended up creating a clan. Um, so we, we came up with this group of like around 50 people from all across the world, a couple American dudes, um, and we just got really into it. And towards the end, um, I joined this other group where they were playing like kind of like a realism, like zombie experience where it was like there's zombies um, and then you, you survive, you drink water, you use the bathroom, you eat, you 
uh, you find oh, weapons and like then, rust, like that, yeah, yeah. like just survival. Uh, um, what's it called? What are those games called? They're, it's like the survival genre. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Um, so it's it's it was a simulation game, but part of it what what really drew me to this like server and this community of people where you come up with a story like a backstory, um, and then that's you, um, and you try to keep your person alive as as long as possible, mm-hmm. and um, and that game is made by the same people that make Arma 3. So I was already kind of used to the format, and it was like, oh, this game's kind of cool. So then I shelved it, got a job, mm-hmm. lived my life, you know, and kind of was doing stuff here and there. And then I, I kind of came back to it, and I was like, oh, what's this, like, cousin game of, like, this one that I was playing a lot? And, like, I played it for, like, five seconds and was just like, this is dumb. Turned it off, and then... Um, I started seeing videos of it, and then I started, like, seeing that, like, you know, people make games from it, and I was like, oh, like, that's kind of actually cool, like, people, you could make your own stuff on there, um, and then I just got really deep into it, I just, like, uh, and this is more on the recent side, where it's just, like, I just started playing more and more and more, and it's, like, the more that, um, like, I'm not even playing at all. Like, I'm just making stuff on there now. Like, it's just, it's just a way to make, a, like, a story or to tell a story. And, um, and what's funny is, like, a lot of it isn't even, you don't have to be violent. You don't have to have any of that stuff. Like, they, they just provide, like, uh, I looked the other day when I was, like, explaining this to someone else. But there's, like, at least, like, 90,000, like, community-made mods for it. So it's, like, we're, we're talking, like, decade of, like... You know, one of the mods that I was kind of laughing about was that they have the Chinese like spy balloon, <laughs> like so, you know they just make whatever. Um, so it's like you can add food, like restaurants. Um, so I thought it was really cool. So initially, I just went in and was um, putting things together. I made like a sort of like a gallery, and I put like three D works in there and kind of like experienced it. Um, and then I was like, I wanted to maybe take the art out of that world and take that and put it into this world, I guess, mm. you know, in like a different sort of way. So, and then the machinima stuff was separate as an interest? Uh, for a while, yeah, I think... Um, what was, I, how did you get into machinima? Because uh, it seems like the game came separate and then you combine these two interests. Yeah, it was... Um, a lot of it was... Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, a, a lot of it f- was... Um, I, I'd seen John Rathman. I'd, like... At Otis, there was just so so many artist talks that we, you know, they, they'd bring in someone who was having a show, like, in the area or something, and then they would come and make a lecture. So there was, like, a couple artists that came in, and they were just, they were just digital artists. And one of them was, like, he just, uh, I was so inspired by it because it was just, like, I don't have a studio. Uh, I just have a laptop. I, you know, uh, like this is the work that I make. And I, I found it just really inspirational that it was just like, it was an installation of like, he just videotaped himself playing video games and then he had plants and then incense and then fans. Um, and then it was a sculpture. That's really interesting, man. I, I mean, this is like, it's, it's, sometimes it's hard to get into someone else's practice when it's so uh, outside of your own space. We barely talked about painting, so I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what do you think about, like, what, what's your, oh do you still paint or no? Uh, yes. Do you, do you, is that still the main thrust of your work or, or are you more into this like machinima stuff now? Um, it's, it's kind of funny because it's like, there's some people that have no idea that I make video art yeah, and, uh, it's just all like painting and that's, that's what they're interested in or that's what their gallery can support, you know, yeah. it's like, they, well, we that's ju- the we only thing walls, I've seen right? at your, at your studio. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, like my studio was mostly like a place to kick off a lot of, uh, painterly work and play with colors and that sort of thing. But I, uh, work on raw canvas with natural colors. Like that's just what I studied. I studied like, uh, how to make your own pigments, how to, uh, so this uh, is oil or yeah, anything like that. Like water, make your own watercolors, make your own oil, make your own acrylic, um, make your own inks. Uh, so I I took a couple workshops. I taught a couple workshops. Um, You're not accidentally poisoning yourself, though, right? Like with the cadmium and shit. <laughs> mm, I hope not. Uh, sometimes I think it's just don't breathe in. I think that's I think that's what they don't told me. paint it on your arm either. Yeah, and don't get it on yourself. Yeah, yeah, because it seeps <laughs> into you. 
Uh, well, cool, man. Anything else that uh, I forgot to ask you, maybe that you wanted to say that I didn't get to get to bring out of you? Because hmm. I'm uh, not always great at interviewing. <laughs> no, no, this was good. All right. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, is there is there anything that we should know about Machinima or uh, or uh, Armada that that you um, want people to know on the way out? I think. Um, yeah. The, the, Machinima was just video art. I think video art is interesting. It's mm. it's it's very interesting. I think it's uh that is is becoming like an emerging media. I think as like a new genre, you know, people tend to call it that sort of thing. Um, I think it's really interesting. I think it's uh it's more than meets the eye. I think with a lot of like like video games and stuff, it's it is like for a lot of people, they just see their kid or something like playing Minecraft for hours or something. Um, I think to remove it from like a weird like sort of like cathartic entertainment space is um uh it's interesting i i would like to connect with more people that do that um, well i mean yeah. i th i think it's uh, from my standpoint i'm you know a decade older than you so generationally i remember when video games were not cool or like they were mm -hmm. nerdy or they were like too expensive and, th and stuff like that so i'm i'm actually i'd don't I think this is like pixel art or ASCII art? You know, it's mm -hmm. one of those things that kind of like takes off. It's its own niche. People still love it. Like I still like ASCII. And if you see if if it's used properly, like if it's used in an art context that and it works. I mean, who's gonna be like, uh, no, it's ASCII art. It's not fine art. You know, like right. that's not those aren't the rules of postmodernism. So I I don't I I I mean just based on what you said, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people growing into it. I mean, think of the the kids that are ten years younger than you. It's true. You know, who like don't know a world without. Where where they're where they didn't even know what sixteen bit is, right? <laughs> you know, right. Sixty four bit or anything like that, you know, like N sixty four is like janky to them. Yeah. Whereas like to me, every time something comes out, I'm like, <laughs> it's not punk, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I I mean I I would say it's pretty hopeful in terms of that. Like it this I feel like I just learned about a whole new genre that I don't know about that's probably gonna blow up eventually. I mean. There have to be art, other artists they're interested in. I know artists that make work from like when I like that has to do with like, you know, the domestic from when I was a kid. You know, like things like um, old Windows icons and oh, shit yeah, like that, yeah. like vaporwave. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole genre that comes from my generation of like people that you know are nostalgic. It's like a nostalgic uh, wave, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Well, thank you for being on the show, man. Uh, yeah, where can people find you that you do want to be found? Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah, you can look me up at yeltsinpanato.net. Uh, you, you can always find my website. Um, and then my YouTube's on there, too. And, um, you, and your Instagram? Uh, my Instagram is at uh, tsm underscore tsm underscore. What, why is that? Um, what does the tsm stand for? Oh yeah, uh, I I play with music every now and then, like sound, and uh, I had like started like a kind of like a solo like music kind of thing, and then I started that Instagram for it. Semiotic medley. Yeah, and um, and I was kind of like, I still kind of jam and do that sort of thing, but um, it, I just gravitated towards like video art for whatever reason, and then that's just kind of like where that account went. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. And and then I kind of kept the name. I thought it was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. It was kind of interesting. That's how I know you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know your last name until. Or I mean, I know it because I. But uh, Penado, Penado is just like such a rough Spanish last name, dude. Like yeah, shamed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's supposed to be Italian. That's a. I think that's like the lineage or something. Uh, okay. It's supposed to mean Potter. Or Potter like Penado. That. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't remember I don't... all of my Italian like nuance words. Like Potter's a very specific one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. And, well, thank you guys for watching, and we'll be back. We'll be back next week with another artist with another topic that may or may not be art related. And thanks a lot, man. Cool. Thank you. Yeah.